Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the upcoming. Doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about all the best and the brightest as they make their way to their dream careers. I'm your host, Jonathan Carr. Join me as we have a spectacular conversation with an equally spectacular person. You ready? Let's go. Five. Hello, world, and welcome to The Upcoming, the perfect place to catch the best and brightest on their way to the top. Joining me now for The Upcoming's 37th episode, she is a woman of just absolute talent. So, Shreya Brown, she is an alum of SUNY Purchase College, summa cum laude, with a double, that's right, double uh, major in arts management and theater and performance, and she has also Founded her. Own. She also founded her own club while she was at Purchase Afro Fusion Dance Club. She's also associated with students of uh, Caribbean ancestry and so many more uh, awesome clubs that I've had the pleasure of visiting myself. They were amazing. So when she, once she left Purchase, she continued her love of dance, and that's right, folks. She is. She knows Afro Fusion, Afro Beats. She is, knows hip hop, jazz, ballet. She she's just a woman who loves to just move on the dance floor, get it on, and everybody else is just gonna be like, man, I gotta start learning dance moves. So, with that being said, she's taking our talents and teaching them on to the next generation, the next people who want to learn dance too. And she's just building like a whole new generation of dancers. So I'm so happy to have her with me, legendary Fatu Doof. How's it going, Fatu? Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. That was so sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you? I am doing great. So, Fatu, I know it's just you, but as part of the upcoming, the first thing I do is let my guests introduce themselves. So, tell us, who and what exactly are you? Ooh. Um, hi, my name is Fatu. I use she, her, hers pronouns. Um, my expertise and my pa my passion ooh, <laughs> um, are in dance, theater, poetry, um, anything within the community, like community leadership, things of that sort. Um, I was born and raised in the Bronx, boogie down. <laughs> and um, my parents are Senegalese, West African, um, and I am of Senegalese descent. Um, my work relies heavily on, again, like social justice and uplifting others and um, celebrating my West African heritage and culture. And um, the work that I'm currently doing now is all geared towards that, honestly, uh, working at New York Edge as an artist in residency um, coordinator, as well as working with Camille Brown and dancers as a teaching artist. Um, I'm teaching kids on the weekends, um, black and brown students, uh, people that look like me, and it's it's such a beautiful experience. Um, while I'm doing all those amazing things on like the business side or career side, I'm also um, pursuing my career in dance as a professional dancer. Um, I'm currently a part of two dance companies, Carnival Dancers, uh, which I recently joined last year. Um, well, the end of last year. <laughs> and then I'm also a part of um, MMP, The Collective, which is another dance company, but it encompasses like all areas of the arts so poetry photography etc um so that is me and yeah that's what i'm doing currently ah <laughs> uh, love it i love it i love it so now i'm gonna do about two please just 
take us back. Tell us a little bit about um, your first experiences dancing and just what exactly influenced you to take on this uh, this yeah. kind of career. Um, well, dance for me has always, you know, been my passion since I could think of. Um, literally, I started at a young age. I started at a daycare where we would do like mini talent shows and um, kind of like dance workshops. And I would be in literally every dance workshop or every everything that was like theater or dance, et cetera, within the performing arts. I was like, yes, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, because like, it, it just made me happy. And it was just like my passion for a very long time. And then when I, I don't remember middle school or maybe I just cut it out my mind, but I think I kind of like stopped dancing in middle school because I don't really remember like dancing as much. I did train um, in some dance styles, like if they had like workshops and things coming in, but I don't really remember like being a part of a dance team or anything. But when I went to uh, high school, I decided to go to performing arts high school um, called Dream Yard Art, uh, sorry, Dream Yard Art Center is the center um, connected to the high school, but it was Dream Yard uh, Preparatory High School. And when I attended that school, that literally just opened my eyes to like, wait, I can do this as a career. Like this can be more serious than just like a hobby. Um, and that's when I decided to join this dance, this literally up and coming dance team um, at my high school. It was called By Demand and it was hip hop based, but we also did modern. We did so many different styles. Uh, West African dance, majorette, anything you can think of. We were the only uh, dance team at our school. So every assembly, every game that was happening, it would literally be us performing, um, which was super exciting. And it just, again, opened my eyes to not only just being a dancer, but also opening my eyes to choreography um, and choreographing dances and things of that sort. And then when I finally got to purchase, um, that's when I started, well, before purchase, sorry, I went to Manhattanville College for about a year. Um, I started off there with musical theater and then I started doing, um, started taking classes in music, dance, theater, all of the above, everything you could think of in the performing arts sector. Um, and then I decided to transfer to Purchase College, which I feel like was honestly one of the best decisions I've ever made because at Purchase, again, I was able to find uh, my purpose and I was able to find why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it was more than just dance, it was choreography, it was creating spaces for people who look like me, it was being an RA, like stepping into these leadership positions. And honestly, all of the experience, like I don't regret going to Manhattanville first because I met my best friend there. Like all of these experiences honestly has um, kind of shaped the person that I am today and helped me find my purpose in the work that I am doing today. So yeah, that's that in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm so happy. We, we both found just the wonderful sometimes weird world of Purchase College. And, but, you know, thinking about Purchase and just thinking about your story and, you know, just your heritage and just everything that's like influenced you, you really, um, <clears throat> you really just really hold on to what I've noticed, just a sense of community really, and just the value of that. And I saw that when uh, you were leading uh, Soka, when you were leading your uh, dance club. So just tell me, what is community to you? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm like, should I go deep? <laughs> um, community to me, 
is honestly the people, the culture, um, everything that surrounds you that, you know, helps you grow, you know, like the saying, it takes a village, um, that's community to me. I think just being in a space where you can grow, being in a space where you can also give um, back to the community is super important. Um, so yeah, without getting too deep, I think that's what it is. It's the people, it's the culture, um, it's the experience within um, that community, et cetera. Like that's, that's what community means to me. Mm, definitely. It's just, yeah, that, that, there you go. All right, there's, there's our answer to that. And so we are starting out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you were taking on like um, dancing, what were some of the um, challenges, you know, starting on um, when you were dancing and how you like overcame those yeah, uh, over time? Um, I would say some of the challenges for me as a dancer was the training and the technique. Um, again, yes, I started at a young age, but we, when I was like in daycare, we didn't really have like a training or like um, intensive like technique program um, that we did. It was kind of just like, oh, let's just like dance and have a good time. And that was what got me into dancing. Like the fact that it was fun and it wasn't so like, you know, like uh, point your feet and do like, you know, it wasn't like, um, again, like extensive training. Um, so growing up as a dancer, not having that, um, I guess, like background and training within like, you know, the ballet and um, modern dance. Um, for me, sometimes it was kind of like an insecurity and it was kind of a thing, or I should say a challenge more so, um, where I kind of felt like, okay, like how, where do I fit in in the dance world? Like, what are my strengths and um, trying to figure out basically like where am I going? Like how, like comparing myself was a thing as well, like with other dancers who had like, you know, 10 or 25 years, whatever, et cetera, years of training, who had more training than me. Um, but then I decided to use that as a way to be like, you know what, let me figure out what my strengths are. Let me figure out um, what I'm really good at. I'm really good at control. I'm really good at you know, like listening to the music and um, the musicality of the movement. I'm really good at showing emotion. So finding all of those strengths within, you know, the challenges that had arise when I was, um, I should say, even till this day, cause I'm still dancing. Um, but yeah, finding those challenges, finding those strengths within those challenges, I think was something that really helped me as a dancer and helped me grow as a dancer and a choreographer as well. There we go. See, that's awesome. Because I understand that dancing has to be like incredibly taxing, like physically with the training and like the you know, upper um, strength that you need to be able to pull out those moves. I've, I've seen a lot of videos, um, typically break dancing uh, videos of guys who do like these incredible like flips and spins. And I'm just like, oh man, all the times I have to go to like the gym or probably take gymnastics yeah. or something to do it. So um, let's tell me a little bit, a bit more about <clears throat> your training um, in the um, in dancing, Fatu, like the kind of workouts you got to do and kind of like maybe um, just stretches and everything, because I know it's a yeah, lot to it. There's, um, there's a lot. Are you talking about more so like 
if I'm taking a dance class or just like uh, getting ready for a show or both. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just yeah, both. Just like yeah, and dancing in general. Yeah, dancing in general. If you, you want to like split up like different ways. Yeah. yeah. So yes, um, you are correct. The training is very intensive and very like, you know, um, there, but it's great. Again, it's the foundation. Um, when I was in high school, I did receive most of my training there. Um, in various dance styles, in modern, in ballet, et cetera. Um, and I was able to get that foundation. And it all started off with, you know, <laughs> the plies and um, the jumps and the leaps and the turns and learning all these different um, types of uh, things that are in ballet or the types of uh, technique that's in ballet. And um, again, I, that's that was the foundation. And as far as like like stretches and things of that sort, like to increase my flexibility, I would say I'm not the most flexible dancer, but like, again, I recognize my power and I know what I'm really good at. Um, and then I know what, what uh, things that I need to improve on, which is like flexibility and making sure that like, you know, my core and everything is great and it's aligned. Um, Cause as a dancer, you need, you need to have that aligned and all of that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's that's pretty much what it is. It's it's very again, um, very intense, and it again depends on the different dance style that you're learning. So like majorette is going to be different than ballet, but um, majorette still takes things from ballet, from jazz, um, from different dance styles as well. So it's it's very um, like they take from different dance styles, but then it's also just like very um like different and separate so like the workouts and everything is separate and different but if you're talking mainly about like fitness and things of that sort i do say that dance is my fitness um so instead of going to the gym i prefer to dance instead um but again to make sure that your core is engaged when you are dancing you know i gotta do everything from like um i'm trying to think <laughs> i was like when's the last time that i did a did a push-up and things actually like two weeks ago in a training program that I was in, um, we did like uh, some core exercises, some push-ups, some pull-ups, things of that sort. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it looks like in the dance world. And again, it varies with each dance teacher, it varies with each dance coach that I'm working with. Um, the exercise looks different. Like um, just for example, with carnival dancers, it's all about soca and um, Afrobeats. We obviously do every, um, style, but when we're like warming up and um, kind of making sure that we're like getting ready for like rehearsals and things of that sort, our fearless leader, Kiara Page, shout out to her. Um, she definitely takes us on this journey and kind of like, you know, hypes us up and keeps us going, um, which is beautiful. And yeah, so yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. <clears throat> so dance is your fitness, huh? You don't have to go to the gym. You're just able to just <laughs> at the dance floor and just. I would like for it to it. be yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, awesome. So yeah, now I just want to take a, a little bit to you as a as a dance teacher. So when your uh, students are coming in, when you, everybody's getting ready, what do you? What is your hope that they like really like feel when even before they start and when and when it's ended, um, the lessons ended? What what do you want them to feel like maybe yeah, in themselves? Um, that's that's a beautiful question. I want them to feel 
powerful. I want them to feel confident. Um, and then I want them to be able to acknowledge what they want to get out of the class. Um, every time I start a residency or a class of any sort, I definitely start off, you know, with a quick check-in. And then I also ask, what are your goals? What do you want to get out of this experience? What do you want to get out of this workshop, this class, this day? Um, because I think it's super important to know um, their strengths and for them to find out what they want to do. Um, there's this quote, and I don't want to butcher it, but it's like, um, I teach to show you your strengths, not to show you mine or something along those lines. But that really speaks to me as a teacher as well, because it's like, it's not about me. When we're in the classroom or when I'm in the room with the students or in the room with other dancers, it's not about me. It's about showing you your strengths and showing you um, your superpowers and um, your what you want to bring to you know the world through dance, through movement. Um, and honestly, like their their own takeaways of like you know sharing their own story through movement. It, I can give you choreography, but I want you to take it and add your own flair to it, add your own sauce to it, you know, um, and make it yours, make it unique, you know. Um, every time I like we rehearse and we're kind of like in that that season right now where we're rehearsing for uh, recitals and showcases and things of that sort. But I always say, you know, one, like make your mistakes loud and proud so we, you know, know how to fix it if it's like something, you know, whatever it is, like make your mistakes loud and proud. This is what rehearsals is for. And then I also just encourage them again to use your own, um, your own flair, use your own sauce, use your own flavor in the choreography. And then um, lastly, that it's always gonna look different. Like the choreography, I can give each of you the same choreography, but every single person is gonna do it differently. And that's what's beautiful about just like being a dancer, right? Everyone's gonna do it differently. If the arm is like this, like some people are gonna do it like that or give a face like that, whatever that is, um, finding that unique uh, thing within. I think that that's something that's super important um, as a choreographer and as a dance teacher. Beautiful. Just finding that, helping the students find that uniqueness in themselves yeah. and just showing, letting them see their strengths. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, because we both know dance is, is, is just, is, is an art. It's an art and it's never has to be done one way. You can take it so many other, other levels. And that's how you're able to like, you know, fuse Afrofusion with, you know, ballet and with jazz and with hip hop and everything, because that's just the thing. You can you can you can mix it. You can experiment. You can do your own styles. So, um, can you make, can you tell us a time where you saw one student like taking dance in like their own direction and trying something that you maybe hadn't seen before or something like uh, yeah, unique specifically? Um, when you said that, I specifically thought about a student in mind that I'm working with currently. Um, this student in particular, I've worked with them for a few months now, and. Um, I see so much power in them and they have so much energy. They're like the 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 student that's very or the dancer that's very like, oh my God, like full of energy and they want to just like dance and let it out and release it. Um and I told her like that's a superpower. And she had talked to me about it, saying that like some dance teachers in her past or even currently have told her to tone it down. And I was like, no. You don't need to tone it down. You need to bring it out because that's what makes you unique as a dancer. And it's sad that like 
in the industry sometimes or just like in a classroom setting that like a teacher would tell you to tone it down when it comes to dance like you never <laughs> you know like so that um kind of made me sad but i was also able to turn that and say hey like you don't need to tone it down but maybe you can show it in a different way so all that energy that you have like try to bring it out in this type of way or you know like try to find it find out where it works how it works for you um instead of toning it down and i i definitely don't encourage that at all especially in a dance class um again trying to help her find that unique uh voice trying to help her find that that movement for her um and yes that goes through like technique and things of that sort so like even if if even if we're doing like ballet technique or jazz technique whatever that is again i'm there to provide the foundation but i'm not there to tell you to you know tone it down or to be like oh like you're not doing this correctly if you're not doing it correctly we're gonna figure it out yeah i'm going to make sure that you got you know the technique down packed but it's also what you bring to it and that's what makes it important because if everyone did the same uh dance the same the same way the same style etc like it'll be boring <laughs> like nobody would want to watch it they want to see what you bring to it what does this person bring to it you know um so that's just one experience of a student that i'm working with exactly yeah. so it's like yeah beautiful to see yeah it's just basically don't don't try to be normal like don't let them tell you like being normal like dances People who are not normal, the dancers who are not normal, those are the ones we yeah. remember, the ones we like are inspired by. <clears throat> and those are the ones that are like, yes, be unique, be <laughs> yeah, different. Embrace your power. There you go. That's definitely what I love to um, encourage and even say in my classroom. And I just want to add one last thing. When we are done with each session, um, what I'm currently teaching right now, a group of students in Harlem, when we're done with each session, um, we go in front of the mirror and we say an affirmation to ourselves out loud simultaneously. So no one's kind of hearing like each other. It just sounds like, la, 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 la. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a it's an important time for them to just really like affirm, okay, like I am powerful, I am beautiful, whatever it is they're, they're feeling that day. Um, I have them give themselves a big hug and then they say an affirmation in the mirror. At first it was very weird for them. They were like, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> and then it got more like as we progressed and gotten to work with each other. I remember this one time I almost forgot to do it because it was like after uh, class time and they were like, Miss Fox, are we gonna do the affirmations in the mirror? And I was like, yes, we're gonna do the affirmations in the mirror. Um, so it's, the, it's those type of things that I like to sprinkle in um, in the classroom that are very essential even if it's just like two minutes or not even like a minute or 60 seconds, uh, seconds is a minute, is a minute sorry. <laughs> but like 30 seconds long, whatever that is, um, I like to definitely yeah. sprinkle that in the classroom setting, yeah. Yeah, okay, a few moments, a few moments of, you know, self-empowerment just go yeah. a long way. And so you just bringing in those affirmations, those hugs, telling them like, you are enough, you're more than enough, you can do this. That's no doubt you're inspiring a lot of them to just, you know, keep pushing and to get to do what they want to do. And that's dance. But, you know, I got I want to talk a little bit more about like just dancing of itself, because we know it's an art and art, as we both know, 
speaks to people in a certain way, whether it's through paintings, music, um, acting. What do you, if dancing could speak, what do you think it would, um, what do you think it would be saying to people? What do you think, like, how do you think dance speaks, uh, more importantly, how do you think dance speaks to people? I like that question. Um, because dance is like a non-verbal language, um, you're speaking to someone with your body. Um, that's, a, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. I'm trying to think about the way dance would speak to somebody. Again, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a non-verbal way, uh, a non-verbal uh, communication um, between, you know, bodies in a space or between bodies and audience. But when you're speaking about um, one bodies in a space or so working with a partner or working in a team or um, an ensemble, um, it's speaking to each other again through movement, um, but it's telling your story through movement. Um, there's in in certain uh, dances or choreography or dance styles, etc. Um, if if you take like lyrical for example or modern dance, um, or yeah, if, if we're gonna say lyrical, <laughs> um, you're you're listening to the not only the beats but you're also listening to like the lyrics and the music or even like poetry in motion and things of that sort. If you use those type of um, dance styles, that is um, a very like explicit way of telling your story. Um, and that's that's exactly what I, I like to foster within like the, the dance environment that I'm in, um, telling your stories through dance. What is your story? How do you tell your stories through movement, through, um, you know, dance? What, what moments um, or what words in a dance really hit you? So it's like, if the movement is here, or if it's like, you know, a fist, like, show me that you're going to like, show me what the emotion is behind that. Um, so yes, I'm sorry, I'm kind of struggling with that question because I'm just like, but it's a really good question. And I'm um, kind of like still unraveling it as as I'm going. But yeah, it's again, that nonverbal communication. But if I were to change it to verbal, um, it'll be literally just like, what's your story? What is, what are you trying to convey? If you're trying to entertain, um, how are you entertaining? How are you using it as a form of entertainment as well? Um, so that's that's kind of how I, yeah, that's kind of how I would see it or answer your question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So in a way, when you dance, so when you dance, it's basically like you want you, your movements to kind of tell your story and like your passions and everything. Yeah. It's it's dance like the art. It's it's speaking. It's not verbal, but it still speaks to right. its audience, and it's it's mm -hmm. so it's so beautiful. But you know, dance is it is people know dance has just has its grip around the the higher world and there's so many unique styles to it there's tango the salsa the flamenco ballet is all different styles and all different types that just embody like that country's or that land's like culture or its people or its stories itself you know so is there perhaps a dance that you haven't taken on yet that you really want to try Yes, um, I really want to do tap. I never got the opportunity to do tap, or I should say I never um, 
like signed up for it or anything, but I'm definitely interested in doing tap. Um, that's one of the dance styles that I haven't really explored as of yet, but yeah, working on it. <laughs> tap, huh? Yeah. yeah. I love watching it. I love hearing it. Like it's so beautiful to just experience the full thing. Even if I'm watching like a video on YouTube, like it's so beautiful to hear and an um, experience. Like it's, very soothing to me. So it's like, I want to definitely try that one day. <laughs> I've seen a, seen a tap a lot in like, like Broadway musicals too. Yeah. It kind of adds it up right there. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's not just in, um, in, um, what I'm trying to say in plays, but also like in movies too, that dance. Like you ever seen, um, RRR? No, I haven't. That movie? No. <laughs> You haven't seen the, you haven't seen the Natsu, you haven't seen the Natsu Natsu uh, song. No, wait, I'm taking notes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just look up film RR and then look up Natsu Natsu on YouTube, and you will be just absolutely mind blown by the choreography there. Ooh, it's I, I I I couldn't mimic it if I tried mainly because I I'm terrible at dance, but. Mostly because these guys are just that good. These guys are just that good. But now I think about it. Now I think about what I just said about my comments. There is just that other style uh, that's called dancing like nobody else is watching. People just, you're like freestyling it, you know, just doing their own like wacky sort of ways of doing it. And, you know, I... Some people will call it whack. Other people will call it, you know, just them expressing themselves. Uh, in your opinion, is there such thing as like a uh, bad dancing? No, I honestly feel like every dance, it, it just if it comes from you and it's true and that's what you want to do. Like I, I wouldn't call anything bad. I wouldn't even call like I work with children now. I wouldn't even call like a child bad. You know, like even if they had like bad behavior you can, um, you know, reference that, but like, you can't like, well, I specifically wouldn't call um, someone like a bad dancer or like, oh, like what you're doing is bad, et cetera. It's just how you express yourself. And that's what's beautiful. And I think that even in the, like the dance and industry, it could be very toxic. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I try to just acknowledge that like every dance is, is honestly acceptable. Um, and like say that you don't feel as confident in an improv or a dance style that you're doing, that's why you're there. That's why you're training and you're gonna discover it um, as you go along. So like even you saying like, oh, I need more, you know, like I'm not a good dancer or whatever, et cetera. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. Like I, I would just honestly just be like, whatever you're feeling in that moment, just be, you know? Um, who, who am I to judge? Who is anyone else to judge anybody? Um, when it comes to dance, when it comes to life, because we're all just going through it. We're all just, you know, doing it. So, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, your true. dance moves, too. <laughs> I know you got it in you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. But you're right. The industry, <clears throat> sorry, some in my throat. Um, the industry can be extremely toxic because. You know, we always see like, you know, singers and dancers take like, you know, Usher, Madonna, Beyonce, Michael Jackson. Like those, those folks, they can, they can get down 100%, like no question. 
but you think about like just the absolute pressure that they got to be under to put in like just the best, the best foot forward and just the best moves possible, the hours of training and just uh, rehearsals to try to get everything perfect, essentially. And perfect. Um, so let me ask you something, Fatu. When looking at and considering just the absolute pressure that dancers, professional or otherwise might um, suffer from in the, in the industry, if you ever end up in the industry, how would you sort of, you know, guard yourself and sort of um, be able to ward off that immense pressure so you know that you can put your best foot forward without all the stress and agitation? Yeah, um, I would say, one, not to look for perfection um, in anyone. And when I say that, like, I want to, instead of like being a, a dancer, I want to, um, a dancer in the industry, I would like to, you know, become a professional choreographer within the industry. Um, if I decide to continue with that passion, because um, that's just one of my passions, but like, there's some so much more to me. Um, and so much more that I want to do just within my community because I am such like a community oriented person. But um, if we're speaking about industry, I would say again, like not looking for perfection um, because like that doesn't really exist when you really think about it. Like even if you look at the greatest, like Michael Jackson, like uh, Beyonce, et cetera, like they're not perfect, but you know, like if they mess up on the move, you would never know. And the reason you would never know is because they don't show it on their face. You know, um, they're, they, they're standing there in confidence. They're going to do that mistake in confidence. You know, like, um, like I, I've seen videos of like Beyonce falling on stage, et cetera. Um, and she does it so confidently. And you're just like, what? Like you would think that it's part of the choreography, but we all make mistakes. And um, I said this earlier, but like, even when I'm in a classroom setting and I, I definitely like encourage my students to make their mistakes loud and proud, you know, um, so that we can see it. And again, rehearsals is a space to fix that. But say that happens on the day of the um, performance. I also encourage that like, okay, if you make a mistake, that's your solo moment. That's your moment to just like, you know, be, and then, you know, get right back into the routine. Um, when you feel it like, okay, wait, I just made a mistake, but I'm not gonna show it on my face, but I'm gonna keep going, you know, just just going through it, honestly. But specifically um, within the industry, I would say like one God um, and, and keeping close to that, I'm still building my relationship with God um, and trying to basically like, I wouldn't say be the best uh, person when it comes to like, you know, my relationship with God, but like, that, that relationship is obviously sacred and I, I'm again, trying to build that. And yeah, there's just, there's just a lot within the industry. And again, it could be so toxic, but I try to, you know, make sure that I am showing up for myself, that I am confident in myself and that I know that I'm not striving for perfection. Rather, um, you know, I'm, I'm just aiming for doing or being effective at what I do. Um, and again, creating that space for other artists to be and um, not being and the, like the, the worlds that I'm in currently, like the dance groups that I'm in currently, like they're not toxic spaces. So it's not like everyone's doing their own thing and they're growing and we're rooting each other on. And I've always been that type of person to root other people on regardless of like, oh, if I'm there with them yet or, you know, like my time will come and everyone's time will come. So like I I'm definitely 
like, you know, like away from all the negative energy and vibes. And if I do feel that, um, I will definitely try to step away from that and try to create my space or safe space for myself and other artists um, within the industry. Because definitely there's a lot of things within the industry that has to change, especially when it comes um, uh, when it comes to the arts. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, so professional choreographer. I I would be really looking forward to seeing what you um what you're able to pull off uh, in the industry once you make that uh, once you make that mark. Yeah, I appreciate it. But um yeah, through all these um through all these challenges and through all these you know, pressures and through just all the knowledge that you've gained throughout your time, um, going all the way back to your early days of dancing all the way up to now, you know, out of college and teaching the art to other people. How do you see yourself? What part of you do you think has grown the most since you first started? Um, I would definitely, definitely say uh, my confidence has definitely grown. Um, knowing my strengths, knowing what I'm good at and not comparing myself to other dancers um, and like still being able to support other dancers without like trying to compare. I, I think for a very long time, I was trying to compare again and like see like, oh, like what are these person, what is this person's strengths and what are they doing that I'm not doing? Or like, why do they look so good when they're doing this movement? And then it's like, I had that mentality for a long time. So now like as I'm growing up, I feel like that's one of my biggest um, like accomplishments, like making sure that I know my own strengths and making sure that like I'm not comparing myself to other dancers. And again, striving for that perfection, like there is no perfection um, level, I would say. Like for me personally, it's just like, okay, how can I get better at this? Or how can I be more effective in this way? I, I'm going to continue to train. I'm taking like various classes throughout the weeks. Um, like today I'll take a heels class and then the next day I'll take like a hip hop class. Like I'm trying to be versatile as a dancer and even as a person because, um, you know, like life is so short. Like you're going to, you know, train and do all these different things, but also being able to take care of my own body um, because we only get one and um, being gracious with myself and, yeah, that's, that's honestly, um, yeah, that's honestly something that I feel like I, I've grown so much um, as a dancer. Those are the, some of the aspects that I feel like I've grown when it comes to dancing. Absolutely. Beautiful. You gotta, you know, gotta have that confidence. Yes. Absolutely. And you brought it the utmost, utmost style and grace into the art we call dance. So, yes, as you now, I just want to take it back to you know your styles because you've I've talked about all the music genres you've blended with uh, Afro fusion, you know, and with each and every one, like, let me ask you this: what's what about each genre? Let's say jazz, hip hop, like all that. Like, how do the styles like change with each genre of music you fuse with? Afrofusion. Yeah. How yeah. Um, well, I always say that Africa is one the motherland, um, and it created so many different uh different types of music, different types of dance styles that um eventually I feel like that's the origin of a lot of dance styles that we have. 
um, like jazz, like so many other, again, different dance styles, majorette, um, step, et cetera. And um, since that is the origin, it has definitely evolved and changed to different things. Um, and that's what dance is about. It's gonna continue to evolve. It's gonna continue to change. But for me, that's the origin um, and that's where it began. Uh, and I feel like being in a space where you can fuse those two things, we can bring these two cultures together. Like I remember um, hosting like an Afro Latin night um, at the Stude where we taught like salsa and um, merengue and all of these different um, dance styles. And it, it was just cool to see like the cultures come together. And then also like with Afro-Caribbean, like, like all of these dance styles and all of these musics, um, yes, they're different in their own ways, but when you put them together, it's just so powerful and it's just so beautiful to listen to and um, combine and bring these cultures together. Because again, like I feel like dance is sending that message that even if I can't communicate with you, even if I were to you know go to Paris or something and um, teach a class there, I know that I can still communicate with you and we can communicate with each other through dance, right? I probably don't know the lang language, um, but like I can still communicate with you non-verbally through movement. And I could tell you like the arm is like this without saying that the arm is like this, you know? Um, because again, it's non-verbal communication. It's being able to use your bodies um, as a way to communicate, as a way to storytell, as a way to um, bring people together, honestly. And that's what I definitely, that, that was the intention when even starting Afrofusion, being able to one, celebrate my West African culture because um, at a very young age, especially middle school, that was a crazy time. <laughs> like I said, like I'm trying to block middle school out of my mind. Um, fun fact, I'm doing a musical theater residency at my middle school now. Um, and I see that things have changed and some things haven't, but um, that's another story for another day. But um, yeah, definitely middle school. I wasn't really proud of my culture and where I came from because um, I used to get like, um, I used to be very insecure about that because I used to get uh, made in front of and things of that sort because I was African. Um, and then growing up, I was like, wait, like, I love my name. I love my West African culture. I love where I come from. And I had to learn more about it. I think it's also like, you know, being in history class and learning like about slavery, starting off with slavery and not knowing that before slavery, you know, there were African kings and queens um, and all these different things. So um, just to bring it to a full circle moment, I feel like in college, that's where I felt like the most confident and the most like secure within my West African culture. Obviously, I'm still learning and growing and like, again, every day learning more and more about it. But um, definitely that was the inspiration um, when creating Afrofusion. One, it was to celebrate my African culture as well as to fuse it with different dance styles and let people know like the history behind these different dance styles and how it originated with this, but it formed into this, you know, um, and bringing different cultures together. I think that that was something that was super important for me to leave like my impact there in, in a way. Um, but also just, again, to bring the community together, that's what I am about. And I feel like that is my purpose in life. Um, you know, working in communities, being a community leader in, in one way, um, or one shape or another. <laughs> um, but yeah. There was a lot in there. <laughs> that was a beautiful answer though. 
Thank you so much for that, Fatu. Now I just got two more questions for you. One, this is a random question. If you could be a backup dancer for any celebrity, who would it be? (laughs) Myself. I'm kidding. (laughs) A backup dancer for anyone. Um, Obvious answer, Beyonce. I have to choose Beyonce. She's amazing. She's great. (laughs) Yeah. Beyonce. I love her. That's what I figured. That's what I figured your answer would be, but I was still curious. Oh man! All right, so like literally, like the dancers, I feel like, um, or the musicians that also are dancers, I feel like that's super um, cool to do like a collab with them. But yeah, yeah, maybe soon they could like be helping you teach at you know at your events and your programs and everything, your classes. That'd be, that'd be cool, too. <laughs> but, um, so, then, now here's my, now, now to get serious, here's my last question for you. And looking at, you know, your legacy that you've built, being a dance teacher, being um, just founder of Afrofusion Dance Club, just being the founder of, and just teacher in all these different um, classes, all these different clubs, all these different uh, organizations, just looking back at your legacy, what do you want people to remember the most about you? Um, I would like for people to remember mainly who I am or the essence of me um, before they remember what I actually do. Um, and I would say that I'm someone who's very kind, who's very passionate, who's very hardworking. Um, and that's the legacy that I want to leave behind. Honestly, before before all the titles, um, before the she's a dancer, she's you know um, a coordinator, she's a community leader, etc. Before like the actual like career titles and things of that sort, I want people to remember me for being someone who's kind, for being someone who is supportive of other people, of other artists as well, um, and someone who is hardworking and someone who knows her worth and knows that like that she can reach her fullest potential if she just continues to you know train and be confident and um honestly put her best foot forward and yeah that's that's honestly what i would love to be remembered as before leaving this earth and someone who um fulfills her purpose in life um before all of the accolades and the awards and the um, titles. That's definitely um, the things, the characteristics of Fatu and who she is. Yeah, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> that is honestly touching. <laughs> so you don't remember like, you know, Fatu was, you know, my teacher or like, you know, it was a really awesome dance director. You don't remember like, no, Fatu was just like my biggest supporter, my cheerleader. She helped me through this no matter how many tries it got. She lifted me up, told me I was excellent. And that's how I got to be who I am. That's kind of how you want people to remember you. Yeah. It's, it's like finding out who am I without the-, the That title. is honestly beautiful. Yeah. Um, and for a very long time, I've been stuck in a place of like, I, I base my worthiness off of like my accolades or like the things that I was doing, like, oh, founder of this. Oh, I did this, I did that. But it's more to me than just 
that. And um, I had to recognize that like literally a year ago, I think I was still at Purchase um, and I had to realize that it's more than just that, you know, um, when these things, when I'm done being an RA, when I'm done being founder of Afrofusion, when I'm done being this, like, I want to be remembered as someone who was kind and supportive and passionate about the work that um, I did, you know? Um, so it, yeah, stripping away all these things, like who am I behind all the titles? I think that that's something that um, I feel very passionate about and something that I've been working on um, and that resonates with me, honestly, so yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So, thank you so much for that um, just awesome answer, Latu. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode 37 of the upcoming. I want to give another great big thank you to my guest for this episode, Fatu Ju. Thank you so much, Fatu. John, I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like I said, that is it for episode 37. Be sure to continue to follow us on Instagram at the underscore upcoming podcast. And be sure to also um, tune in to the episodes we stream on um, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Pandora, and not yet Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry about that. Not yet, but eventually. And yeah, just be sure to continue to follow us for more awesome guests and for more just amazing content. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in to the upcoming if you like this, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore upcoming podcast. The best yet to come. Take care, everybody.